The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. Great Gildersleeve is brought to you partially transcribed by the Kraft Foods Company. Kraft, makers of Velveeta, the famous pasteurized processed cheese food that tastes so good and is so good for you. Yes, Velveeta is another of the Kraft family of fine foods. Foods you can depend on for delicious eating, for wholesome, healthy eating. So remember, to get the cheese food of quality, get Velveeta, the cheese food that's made by Kraft. Well, the biggest news in the great Gildersleeve's town right now is that television has come to Summerfield. There's a tall new transmitter above the reservoir, and the local appliance stores haven't had so much fun since radio came in. Of course, television hasn't been accepted by everybody. By George, I've counted 11 antennas on the way downtown. Look at that house with three on it. They're ruining the architecture. Oh, well, it's just a fad. Television will pass, just like the horse and buggy. Wait a minute. Can I believe my eyes? There's an antenna on Peavy's drugstore. Those things cost money. What's Peavy doing with one? Hello, Peavy. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> what can I do for you this morning? Peavy, I see you have a television set. That's what everybody says. He comes in here. I'm a little surprised to see one in your drugstore. Mr. Gildersleeve, it gets a little quiet around here. Well, why didn't you put the set in your home? It's never quiet at home. <laughs> oh? When I get home evenings, Mrs. Peavy likes to tell me about her day. Remarkable woman, Mrs. Peavy. Remembers everything. And tells me. <laughs> We'd never get around to watching television. Well, at our house, we wouldn't have much time to watch. Uh, give me some cigars, Petey. Very well. Uh, right after I turn on the television. I'm in a bit of a hurry, Petey. Oh, it only takes a second. It'll only take you a second to sell me some cigars. I'll sell them to you. Just keep your shirt on. Petey. Well, here comes something. Mm. Petey, my cigars, please. Look, look, they're showing in pictures of Niagara Falls. I have pictures of Niagara Falls on my stereoscope. Not with the water running. <laughs> Do I get my cigars or not? Oh, sorry, Mr. Gildersleeve. Cigar coming up. Here you are. Phoebe, take your eyes off the screen. You handed me a fountain pen. Uh oh. <laughs> Why don't you just help yourself to the cigars? Help myself? What a drugstore. <laughs> Here's a couple of honeymooners. Here's your money. Give me my change. You mean you don't have the right change? No. No, fiddlesticks. Now I've got to go to the cash register. Phoebe, what's come over you? Ooh, look, there's the Gulf of Mexico. I, I wonder what happened to the honeymooners. Well, here comes the judge. At least he'll talk to me. Good morning, gentlemen. Judge, what's new? I have a television set, Gilda. You too? Phoebe, what kind of a picture do you get on Channel 3? Well, let's take a look. Peavy, I demand my change. Yeah, there's Channel 3, Judge. Nothing on but a test pattern. 
Your pattern isn't as good as mine. You're getting interference. <laughs> Judge, let him finish waiting on me. But he's getting ghosts. He'll be a ghost if he doesn't get me my change. I have to go to the office. Well, go to the office. I'll have to get my set tuned in. Peavy, I think your antenna is pointed in the wrong direction. Now, don't tell me which way to point my antenna. <laughs> Confounded, Peavy. I have change coming. Oh, now. Now, now I'm getting a picture. Mm. It's an English movie. Peavy, before the judge came in, I took some cigars and gave you a dollar. I want my change. Well, I don't have time to make change. You take the dollar and I'll put you on the boat. But, Peavy, you've been so busy with television, you don't even know how many cigars I took. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, I'm getting out of here. This isn't a drugstore, it's a penny arcade. <laughs> Silly what television can do to people. The judge and Peavy are like a couple of kids with a new toy. Yeah, I'm glad my little family hasn't gone gaga about it. I think it should go over here in the corner, Leroy. Well, hello, everybody. Oh, no, Marge, we ought to put it where we can see it from the dining room. How's Bertie going to see it from the kitchen? Hey, I'm home. Oh, hello, Anki. Hi. Evening, Miss Gilsleeve. Bertie, I saw a beautiful early American set at Hogan Brothers. I don't care what kind we get, just so it has a big screen. Big screen? Just what are we talking about? We're deciding where to put the television set. Somebody buying a television set? Yeah, you. <laughs> Aren't you? Oh, no. There'll be no TV in this house. Are you kidding? Anki, don't you want to see the television programs? I've seen a television program. This morning at Peavy's Drugstore. Does Mr. Peavy have a set? You should have seen Peavy and the judge. Had them hypnotized. Well, television is new to Summerfield, Unky. Mr. Peavy's just like everybody else who has a new set. Yeah, when are we getting one? Leroy, we've led orderly lives up to this point. But if we buy a television set, we'll spend every minute in front of it, eating our meals with cowboys and Indians, staying up all night watching it. Oh, boy, when do we get it? <laughs> Leroy, we don't get it. Oh, listen to that, Bertie. Isn't Unky a tease? Yes, ma'am. Oh, I, of course we'll have a television set. Why, it's a marvelous thing. Yeah. It's become a part of American home life. Oh, yes, and I heard tell of somebody's housekeeper who threatened to quit because they wouldn't buy a set. Hey. <laughs> What's this, Bertie? Yes, sir. she didn't care about the pay. All she wanted was a 21-inch screen. <laughs> <laughs> When are we going shopping, Unky? Marjorie, we are not going shopping. There'll be no TV. N-O-T-V. But, Uncle Mort, we took it for granted we'd get a set. Yeah, they're even advertising on the radio that you can have a television set in by tonight. I'm just dying to see that new puppet show. I was reading about a big amateur eye that's on tonight. Heck no, we're going to watch a mystery tonight. Leroy, we're watching the puppet. Oh, yeah? Now, wait a minute. <laughs> You're arguing about what we'll watch and we don't even have a set. I'm not spending hundreds of dollars just to buy a gadget that starts arguments. Now let's everybody wash for dinner. How do you like that? I believe he means it. He's a holdout if I ever saw one. Well, this family's going to have a television set. I'm going to have a talk with Uncle Mort right now. Now, wait a minute, Marge. That's no way to get anything out of Unc. Oh? You can't get any place arguing with him. You've got to be slick. 
You gotta work around them the way I do. You gotta make Unc want a set. Leroy, how you gonna make him do that? Well, one way would be to get him to the store where they sell them. If you want a fish to bite, you gotta get him close to the bait. Yeah, but Unky's no fish. Okay, whale. <laughs> you better not let your uncle hear you mention whale. I'm just kidding, Bertie. I'll tell you what I'll do. After dinner, I'll get Uncle to walk down to the corner appliance store with me. Oh, he won't go? Sure he will. Let's see. Yeah, the cord Bertie's electric iron needs fixing. Leroy, there ain't nothing wrong with the cord or mine. There will be by after dinner. <laughs> A little screw or something. You women just leave everything to me. Unc! Well, it's worth a try, Bertie. Get the iron cord. Unc, you in your room? What is it, Leroy? May I come in? You may, on one condition. What's that? That you don't mention television. Oh, I wouldn't think of mentioning it. Then you may enter. Thanks, Unc. You're good to me. Oh? After dinner, how about walking down to the corner with me? What for? Well, I'm supposed to take Bertie's ironing cord to be fixed. What happened to it? Who knows? Anything can happen to an ironing cord. How about it, Unc? Leroy, you don't need me for that. Yes, I do. It'll be dark. <laughs> and I feel so much safer when you're with me. Leroy, you go out after dark all the time. Well, I shouldn't. <laughs> I'm just a little kid. Little kid Of course, if you don't care what happens to me well, You know I do, my boy, but... Besides, I haven't seen you all day It's a chance for you and me to be together, Unc Well... After dinner, let's get out of the house Away from the women We can walk along and discuss important things You're all right, Leroy I think I'd enjoy that Swell, Unc by the way, do you happen to know where the little screwdriver is? <sighs> nice night, huh, Unc? Yeah. Say, most of the houses seem to be dark tonight. Suppose everybody's in bed this early? Nah. Most of them have television sets. <laughs> All right, Leroy, let's not get on that subject. Sorry, Unc, I was just answering your question. In fact, I'm on your side now. Who? We don't need a TV set. Why spend all that money? Well, that's what I say. If we want to see TV, we can go to somebody else's house and watch. Pretty soon, everybody will have one but us. <laughs> Look in that house right there, Unc. Hmm? If we want to see that program, we can stand right here and watch it. We don't mind shivering. Come along, Leroy. Sure. It's nothing but dancing girls. Oh? Hmm. <laughs> Come along, Unc. Silly stuff. I feel the same way. What a waste of time. Besides, I should be studying nights. I don't have time for television. Yeah, I'm glad you agree with me, my boy. Of course, it's different with you. When you come home tired from the office, you're entitled to relax. They'll be televising the baseball games this summer. They will? But you don't want to sit in your easy chair watching a baseball game. 
You can read about it the next day in the paper after everybody else has seen it. Uh, yes. Well, here's the appliance store. Yes, take the ironing cord in, Leroy. Aren't you coming in? Yeah, I'll wait out here. Might take a little while. They got good, comfortable seats inside, huh? Yeah, I know. In front of television sets. You can turn your back to them. Well, it is a little chilly out here. After you, huh? Leroy, stop pushing. Okay, okay. Don't be afraid. Nobody's going to try to talk you into buying a set. Huh? over here. Marjorie. Excuse me. Katie, look at this one. And Bertie. Oh, beautiful. Oh, for corn's sake, what are they doing down here? I know. Leroy, you let me into a trap. I didn't know they were here. They double-crossed me. Augie, where are you going? I'm getting outside. I won't be high-pressured. What's he talking about? He thinks we're ganging up on him. Well, ain't we? (laughs) Oh, brother, you women. Now I have to start all over again. The Great Gildersleeve will be back in just a minute. The most delectable egg dish ever. And different, too. That's Eggs Aurora, a beauty of a Lenten main dish you make with a savory Spanish sauce, poached eggs, toast, and thick slices of golden Velveeta, Kraft's famous pasteurized processed cheese food. Mmm, it's delicious. And here's how you can get the exact recipe for Eggs Aurora along with eight other recipes for tempting, hearty Lenten main dishes. These recipes come in a handy recipe folder that's packed right in the two-pound package of Velveeta you can buy at your grocer's. So when you buy your two-pound package of Velveeta, just lift out the loaf of cheese food, and there you'll have your recipe folder. Start enjoying these wonderful Velveeta main dishes right away. They're all delicious, because Velveeta gives them a marvelous cheddar cheese flavor... A flavor that's rich yet mild. And they're mighty nourishing main dishes, too, because Velveeta is rich in high-quality complete protein as well as other important food values from milk. What's more, Velveeta is the cheese food that's digestible, as digestible as milk itself. Get Velveeta tomorrow for swell-tasting cold snacks and sandwiches as well as wonderful hot main dishes. Don't forget, for the handy new recipe folder, get the two-pound loaf of Velveeta. Just be sure you see the name Velveeta on the yellow package you buy. Velveeta is the cheese food of top quality, and it's made only by Kraft. Well, Leroy's been trying to maneuver the great Gildersleeve into buying a television set. He had his uncle hooked and reeled into the store, but the line snapped and the big fish escaped to deep water. Gosh, Marge, why didn't you and Bertie stay out of it like I told you to? Well, we're sorry, Leroy. Well, from now on, leave it to me. Well, how are you going to work it? I don't know yet. Unc may not completely trust me now. What's a good reason for Unc buying a set? Well, Mrs. Pettibone says since they got television, they never have to worry about what the children are doing. Before that, she never knew where young Hank was. But Mr. Gilsley never has to worry about where Leroy is. Hey, maybe I ought to give Unc something to worry about. Oh, Leroy. Well, which would Unc rather do? Buy a television set or have me go to the dogs? Leroy. (laughs) 
course, you wouldn't go getting into no trouble now, would you? I'm already in trouble. Heck, I'm an underprivileged kid. <laughs> we don't have a television set. I'm desperate. Now, Leroy, don't you go back on Bertie. I ain't raised you all these years for you to go to the dog. Oh, Bertie, he's kidding. Well, Unc doesn't have to know that. I think I'll go out tonight. Without telling your uncle? Oh, no, no, that's the idea, to tell him. I want to be sure he worries. <laughs> Where is Unc? He's in the den. Good luck. Just stay out of it this time, that's all. Come in. Unc. Yes, my boy? I owe you an apology. You do? There wasn't anything wrong with Bertie's ironing cord. Just trying to get you in the store so you'd buy a television set. Yeah, I knew that all along, Leroy. Of course you did. You can see right through me. You know what I'm up to every minute. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> what are you up to now? <laughs> I just wanted to come in and clear my conscience before going out tonight. You're going out tonight? Well, there's nothing to do around here. Leroy, where are you going? Oh, just out to meet some characters. <laughs> what kind of characters? Just downtown characters. Leroy, I insist upon knowing where you're going. Oh, I may walk past the pool hall. <laughs> pool hall? Leroy! Well, I got him on the hook again. I've been walking around the block for about an hour. I guess I'll sit on this bus bench for a while and then go home. Is that you, Leroy? Oh, hi, Judge. What are you doing out at this hour? Oh, just sitting. Well, I'm out for my constitutional, but I think I'll sit with you. Okay. Isn't this a bit unusual for you, Leroy? Trouble at home? Yeah, plenty. What is it, my boy? I'll go buy a television set. Oh, so you're conducting a sit-down strike. No, you got to be sharper than that with Unc. I'm trying to worry him. He thinks I'm out with some characters. Characters? Yeah, bad company. Oh. If he thinks I'm running around with tough guys, he might buy a set to keep me at home. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Judge, what names can I use? You've been around. You must know some crooks. <laughs> well... well I, I mean, you're a judge. You must have tried some tough customers. Yeah, in my time, I have encountered some undesirables. I recall one... Jersey Jim, an ex-cowboy. Hey, King! And then there was Bathead McPherson. We had to send him up. Send him up? Yeah, up the river. That's an expression they use. Oh, sure. Boy, wait till I tell him. Oh, I wish I could come along and watch you finagle the television set out of Gilday. Well, I'd better work alone. Marge and Bertie gummed up the works once. Oh? But you've been a big help. Thanks a million, Judge. See you later. Leroy, is that you? Hi, Unc. You still up, old boy? <laughs> old boy. Leroy, where have you been? Oh, 
around. Around where? Well, I told you I might mosey by the pool hall. Leroy, did you go inside the pool hall? No, before I got there, I bumped into a friend. Uh, who? Who? Jersey... Uh, never mind. Jersey who? Oh, sorry, Unc. My buddy would rather remain anonymous. <laughs> oh. A little friend of yours? Uh, no, he's quite a bit older than I am. Leroy, is this fellow leading you into trouble? No, nah, Jersey's not going to get into any trouble. <clears throat> he's smart. He sounds like a shady character. He's okay. Of course, he does know some of the underworld mob. What's this? Oh, guys like Bathead McPherson. Bathead? Yeah. He was sent up. Sent up? Up the river, Natch. Leroy. Well, good night, huh? You going up the river? Yeah, I mean, up the river. <laughs> A lot of crime and stuff. Leroy, you go to bed. Okay. I want to get a lot of shut-eye anyway so I can go out again tomorrow night. <laughs> What's happened to that boy? He's acting like a little gangster. By George, he's not getting out of the house tomorrow night. <laughs> Yes, Miss Gilsey? Have you seen Leroy since dinner? Yes, sir. He passed through here when I started washing dishes. How did he get out of the house without me knowing? Out the back door. That boy. He had on an old turtleneck sweater and one of your old hats. One of my hats? It was turned up in front and in the back. He looked like one of them dead-end kids. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Which way did he go? He hopped over the back fence. Bertie, why didn't you stop him? Oh, now, Mr. Gilsey, wouldn't Bertie look silly hopping over the back fence after Leroy? <laughs> Bertie, why would he do a thing like that? Well, like he says, there ain't no special entertainment to keep him here. Yes, yes. Miss Gilsey, who is Bathead McPherson? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Marjorie? Yes, Uncle. What do you suppose Leroy's up to? Do you have any idea where he went? Oh, he probably went to visit somebody who has a television set. Oh, Marjorie, let's not be dragging in the subject of television. Well, if I were Leroy, that's where I'd go. Yeah, all right, all right. I'll get it! <laughs> Take it, Bertie. And I'm going out and find that boy. I won't have him turning into a turtleneck gypsy. Miss Gilby's dressed then. I wonder who that is. What's that? He did. Who's this? Oh. Oh, you want to remain anonymous? No. Okay, I'll tell him. Bertie, who was that? Somebody who wanted to remain anonymous. What did he say? Well, whoever it was said if you want to know where Leroy is, he just went into Mr. Peavy's drugstore. Good. I'll catch him before he has a chance to meet those no-good friends of his. Yes, sir. You going over the back fence the way he did? No, Bertie, I'm going out the front door the way a respectable citizen does. Leroy. Oh, hi, Aunt. Yeah, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hello, Peavy. 
Leroy, I want to have a word with you. Sure, Unc. As soon as we see which wrestler wins this fall. I'm not interested in watching any wrestlers. No wonder. You're making so much noise, we can't hear the grunts and groans. I'll turn up to town a little. Wrestling. I don't know how you can watch this stuff. Look at that fellow. Pretending he's going to throw the other one out of the ring. Yeah, he'll do it, too, I'll bet you. Ridiculous stuff. Leroy, you... Yeah, right on his head. Mr. Gildersleeve, move over. Uh, Peavy, we're leaving. I'm not going to have... Le- you better watch that guy with the beard. I wouldn't trust him an inch. Move over. We're leaving right now, Peavy. Anybody would sit... Yeah, he's biting his leg. Look at him. Why doesn't that fellow with the curls put a headlock on it? He'll get him. He'll toss him through the ropes. You watch. Say, he did. Good for Curly. Move over, Leroy. Sure. He's draggy, but he's coming back for more. Look at that big bruiser climbing back in the ring with his fist doubled up. Hey, he slugged it. Oh, what a dirty wrestler. Referee, don't let him do that. Stop looking the other way. Why, George, if I had a Coke bottle, I'd throw it. Not at my screen. <laughs> oh, sorry, Peavy. Oh, Leroy, did you see that? Yeah. Did you, Peavy? I'm here to tell you. You interested, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, I'm only interested in how silly it is. Yeah, the boy. Now you got him. What's that curly-headed guy's name? Glamorous Gus. Throw him, Glamorous! Well, I hate to say this, but it's time to close the store. I'll have to turn off the set. Here, just a minute, Peavy. I want to see this. Uh, but Mrs. Peavy is expecting me home. Oh, Peavy. Well, it's my set. There. You're all right. Turn off your old set. We'll go get a set of our own. Atta boy, Unc! Yeah, I'd better call home first. They'll be wondering if I found Leroy. Well, they know where he is. Leroy phoned him a few minutes ago. Mr. Peavy! Uh-oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Leroy, was that you who phoned Bertie? Well, gosh. Oh, gee, Unc, I thought you'd like to come down and watch the wrestling matches with me. Hey, I wonder how Glamorous is doing. Glamorous? Oh, yes. Well, we can't find out here. Come on, if we hurry, we can make it to the appliance store. Oh, boy, let's get going. Yeah, how soon do you say they can put in a set at home? Well, Leroy's got his set. I guess I can turn mine on again. Great Gildersleeve will be with us again in just 30 seconds. Would nine different recipes for tempting, hearty, meatless main dishes help you with your Lenten menu planning? Of course. And you can have them. Just get a two-pound package of Velveeta, Kraft Smooth Melting Pasteurized Processed Cheese Food, lift out the cheese food, and underneath you'll find a handy folder of nine recipes for wonderful Velveeta main dishes. Get a two-pound loaf of Velveeta tomorrow. It's the cheese food of top quality made only by Kraft. This television is fine, but this is the third English movie. You'd better go to bed, Leroy. Okay. I just want to see if the killer's still hiding in the closet. Leroy, go to bed. Okay. Leroy. Okay, I'm going. You're not moving. (laughs) Gee, 
Aunt, do I have to go to bed? You're still watching it. Yeah, I'm going to turn it off and go to bed right now. Unc. You're all right. Unc. All right, Leroy, I'm coming. You're not moving. <laughs> hey, the killer wasn't in the closet. Where'd he go? I've got to see this. We sure do. We may be here a long time. Good night, folks. <laughs> Grave Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by John Elliott and Andy White and is partially transcribed. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Earl Ross, and Dick Legrand. Musical compositions by Jack Meekin. This is John Heaston saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. Delicious cold cuts for luncheon or supper make a welcome change of pace from the hot meals you've been serving. Easy to fix, too. But here's a tip. Be sure there's delicious craft prepared mustard on the table. Because when you add a little mustard, you add a lot of tang. There are two kinds of craft mustard. Mild craft mustard, so smooth and delicately spiced. And craft mustard with snappy horseradish added to give it extra zip. Keep both kinds on hand for different tastes. Next time, get Kraft Prepared Mustard. Next, Groucho Marx presents You Bet Your Life on NBC, 